excited um, to talk about something today. And I think most of you are familiar uh, or at least understand what I'm going to talk about because you're here today. And one of those foundational things that we want to talk about and cover and look at is the Sabbath. Somebody say the Sabbath. And what I want you to do today is I want to, I want to challenge you in what you may think or may believe or may know about the Sabbath. Some of you have no idea what the Sabbath is. Some of you have heard about it, and you're here today, which is, which is a powerful thing, because today is the Sabbath. How many still believe today is the Sabbath? And I want you to know that it's much more beyond a day. In fact, I really want to persuade you today that the Sabbath is not a day, but it's a lifestyle. That the Sabbath is not a day of the week. It's a lifestyle. It, it is living in overflow. And I want to talk about it today. And for those who need a little more uh, teaching about it or want to know just a little bit more, I wish I had done this before service, but we have some little small tracks, some little small uh, little pamphlets that you can read about why we actually come to church today on Sabbath. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something much greater than that because we still believe in the Sabbath. We still believe and what Jesus gave us. The Sabbath is a gift. It's a blessing. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that. So when I talk about Sabbath, what I'm talking about is the seventh day of the week. And I need to take you all the way back to Genesis, all the way back to the book of the beginnings, to creation. In fact, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31 as the Bible tells us, God created the world. And we know that God is the creator of the world and that he creates things. And when he did it, he had such a wonderful purpose to it. I will tag along and say to this that we still believe in creation. We still believe that God created the world. And as we believe him as creator, we can see here in the creation story where the Genesis or even the beginning of the Sabbath comes from. Genesis 131, the Bible says, then God looked over all he had made. This was almost the end of creation. This is after man had been created. And he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and the morning came, marking the sixth day. What we see in Scripture, it's not the way we follow it today, per se, but in Scripture, the creation story really marked days by the evening to the evening. That was really how the day was marked. And so we see that God creates the world. He creates all the birds and the fishies and all those little cool things. I don't even say fishies, but, you know, kids know what fishies are, right? Fishies and little birds and little squirrels and little things. I don't believe God made mosquitoes or rats. I don't know. The devil made that, I guess. I don't know. But all these little creatures he made. And it was beautiful. And then he made Adam from the ground. He, he formed him, gave him muscles like Charles, gave him a beard like Don, you know, gave him a height like Keith, I don't know, gave him good looks like me, something like that. And he, <laughs> and, and, he, and he made Adam, and he says, Adam, I want you to have dominion over all of creation. I want you to be in charge of this. And just before everybody thought he was done, when God created everything and just before everybody thought it was done, God says, I'm not done yet. 
I made Adam, but I'm getting ready to make Eve. Y'all ain't listen to me. See, Eve is the highest of all creation. The sisters ought to say amen because he started with dust, and then he went to little bugs, and then he finally got to man, but then he ended with the woman. Come on, somebody say amen. The woman is the highest of all creation. I don't know why your brothers are looking at me crazy. The woman is the highest of, thank God. Did you see how God made a woman? I don't got time to talk about this. Get me excited about something else, which is still holy. Anyway, I'm going to go, never mind. So God makes Eve this fine woman. And God says, oh, it's very good. Hook the sister up. But God wasn't done. Genesis verse, chapter 2, verse 1 says, God, so the creation of the heavens and earth and, in, and, and, sorry, and everything in them was completed on the seventh day. Somebody said the seventh day. God had finished his work. He finished his work of creation, so he rested all his work. Now, do you think God was tired? Was God like, ooh, I'm pretty burnt out, man. Man, it took a lot out of me. I just need to take a break. God's not tired, but he chooses, watch this, he has completed his work. He's not saying, well, I'm going to take a break, and I'll finish like the rest next Monday, right? God's like, no, I'm done. I finished it, and so I'm going to rest from all my work. So here's what the Bible says. So God blessed the seventh day. Now look, every single day of the week was important. But God says, no, there's one day of the week that's going to be important. There's one day that is going to be special to me, and it is the seventh day. And he declared it holy. God calls it holy. He says, oh, hold up, everybody. The seventh day is holy. It's my day. I'm in charge of it, and I want it to be a special day. Because it's the day when he rested from all his work of creation. God said, that's my special day. You know what it was? God just wanted to enjoy creation with his creation. He just wanted to enjoy it. He just wanted to sit back and, and talk to this beautiful couple he just made and, and look at the beauty of what he created. And God just wanted to enjoy. He wanted to be with his people, his children. God says, it's holy. Don't let anybody else. It's set apart. Holy just simply means set apart. And God says, that day is holy. So the Sabbath, really, think about it this way, was created before sin. It was not a response to sin. It was not a response to brokenness. It was not a response for our need because we are tired and broken human beings. It was created before sin. It was created before anything was wrong. God was intentional about creation. So creation, Sabbath, and here is interesting, the word Sabbath is not mentioned yet. And I'm going to take you to a text where Sabbath is mentioned. But Sabbath is not mentioned. It just simply says the seventh day of the week. It is a principle introduced, not a name for the day. So this principle of God setting aside the seventh day of the week as holy, is it predates God's people. It predates some people and say, well, I think the seventh day or the Sabbath is for Jewish people. Well, this predates even the biblical record of the establishment of those people. 
Jesus speaks about it in Matthew chapter 2 this way. Jesus says, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people not and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Now think about this for a second, especially for those of you who grew up in this church. It is not a checklist for you that God says, okay, if you really want to prove that you with me, I want you to keep the Sabbath. That's not what he does. He says, you need Sabbath. Even before sin entered the world, God says, you need Sabbath. You need this. It's for you. It was made to meet your needs. I don't need you for it to be Sabbath. It's going to be Sabbath because I said it was Sabbath. But it's made for you. Jesus says it this way. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. See, they were upset with Jesus. They didn't like how he was keeping Sabbath because the religious people, the church of that day, had requirements on the Sabbath. They had made rules for Sabbath to be kept. And Jesus was saying, no, you got it wrong. The Sabbath is made for you. And I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I like that. He says, I'm in charge of the Sabbath. What goes on on Sabbath is about me because I've decided to set this day apart. And so Sabbath is something that God wants us to think about. And here's what's interesting about it, that there are some common approaches to Sabbath. Now, Sabbath is also mentioned in the Ten Commandments. How many of you heard that before? Ten Commandments is a part of the Ten Commandments. Well, the Ten Commandments have a special purpose, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But I want to start here because some of us have some common approaches to Sabbath. This is the way we think and approach Sabbath, and that's exactly what Jesus was trying to change in his day. The first common approach that some of us take to the Sabbath is a legal approach. It is a law. We say the Sabbath is a part of the Ten Commandments, and therefore it is the law. Now, the interesting thing about the law in the Bible is that the Bible says when you break one, you break all of them. And it's interesting how some people get so religious and think, well, I keep the Sabbath, but they done broke all the rest of the nine all week. It's breaking, breaking them on the Sabbath, right? <laughs> breaking. Some people just think, like, you can't sin on the Sabbath. Like, no, the point is not to sin at all. Like, that's really the point. We don't sin any of the days of the week. Well, it's the Sabbath. You going to say something like, to me, like that to me on the Sabbath? Hear people say stuff like that? Thank you, Eddie. Anybody ever say something like that to you? It's legal. It's a legal thing. And guess what happens when it gets legal? They become legalistic about it. Anybody ever had a legalistic background? Mm. It's destructive. It's difficult. Well, the Sabbath is a legal thing. It's a requirement. That's one common approach. Here's another common approach. It is a doctrinal or denominational thing. Well, we keep Sabbath. Because the Bible said so. It's Sabbath because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. That's, that's why we need to do this. It's because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, I need to keep the Sabbath. It's because of doctrine. Well, that's, that's one approach to it. Some of us have that approach. That's what we think. Why do you keep Sabbath? Why do you, why do, you do that? Why isn't Sabbath important to you? Well, because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. 
And that's what we do. That's an approach. I'm not mad. That's an approach to it. Here's one more. It's recreational. It's another approach to the Sabbath. It's a vacation. Woo! I'm so glad it's the Sabbath. I'm tired. I need to get the Sabbath off. I'm tired. Oh, my job is killing me. I can't wait to list the Sabbath where I can sleep all day long and all night and all afternoon. I'm just going to go to sleep. It's a common approach. It's a legal thing. Hey, you don't keep the Sabbath, you're going to hell. Hey, you keep the Sabbath if you're a good Seventh-day Adventist or a good Jewish person or a good Seventh-day Baptist or Church of God and Seventh-day, all these other people that keep Sabbath or believe in Sabbath. Are you following where I'm going? Or, or it's just recreational for you. It's just a time off. It's an end of the week thing. It's the weekend. It's Sabbath. I guess I'm going to go to church for a couple hours, and then I'm just going to chill. But can I tell you what the Sabbath is really about? Can I tell you what God had in mind? What he had in mind was freedom. The Sabbath, if you're taking notes, write this down, is about freedom. It's about freedom. And I want to show you why it's about freedom. I want you to understand this just a little bit better. See, when Sabbath is introduced, it's introduced to God's people who had been in bondage, who had been in slavery. We find the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus. And it's interesting how after Genesis, after that chapter we just read early in chapter 2, that really in chapter 3 things just go downhill. As God constantly tries to, to work with his people, that things get worse and worse. And now God's people are in bondage. They're slaves. And when they're in Egypt as slaves, guess what? They don't get to choose to worship. They don't get the choice to worship their God. They don't get the choice to do what they want to do. They have to work every single day of the week. And what God wanted is to worship with his people. He says, listen, I've heard their groans. I've heard their cries. I've heard their complaints. And now I'm going to deliver them from bondage so that they can worship me. It's hard to worship God when you're in bondage. It's hard to worship God when you're addicted. It's hard to, work, to worship God when you're a slave and you're constantly distracted or something or someone or some substance is constantly telling you what to do. It's about freedom. And so look here in Exodus 32, that as, sorry, Exodus 16, as the children of Israel were delivered, they were brought into the wilderness and as they're literally free, they're now free from their bondage, but they're not free in their mind. Free from their bondage, but they're not free in their mind. They still have a slavery mentality. They still have a prison mentality. So here's what happens. The Bible says there, there too the whole uh, community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. This is what they said. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt. Really? Is that what you wanted? You wanted, you wanted to be killed back in, you know, it'd be so much, it's, it's man, this, this, this free thing is kind of hard. I, I think the better idea, let's go back to Egypt and let's get killed. Don't you, come on guys, what do y'all think about that? Is that a good idea? Sounds like it to me. Listen how delusional they are. 
They moaned. They complained. They whined. They moaned. They complained. There, when we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted, but you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us to death. Now, they tripping now. Now, come on now. You, you, you were slaves. You were not sitting around eating all the meat you wanted and all the bread you wanted. But listen to me. Look at the delusion that slavery will do to you. He might have hit me upside my head, but at least he paid the bills. She might have been cheating on me, but at least she was fine. They, they wouldn't give me a promotion, but at least they gave me $15 an hour. Really? Yeah, all my boys got lucked up, but, you know, I'm going to keep the cold of the street. I ain't snitching. I'm just going to do 10 years and let them be free. It's interesting how slavery dilutes the mind. Bondage has you thinking about the past like it wasn't really that way. So look what God says. God says to Moses, look. I'm going to rain down food from heaven. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rain down food from heaven. Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much as they want, as they need, excuse me, for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. So God says, here's the plan. I'm going to provide for them, but I'm going to have a lesson attached to this to see if they will follow my instructions. So the instructions were simple. Every morning, they were supposed to go out and God was going to rain food down from heaven. That sounds good. Could you imagine out there Rory working and God rains down a couple Subway sandwiches for you? You and the guys working? Yeah, that's great. Let's do this. So God rains down some Subway sandwiches or whatever he rains down and called manna. And they collected. And they were supposed to only get what they needed. Anything that was more than what they needed or if they tried to save it to the next day, guess what would happen? It was spoiled. So it was no good. So they had to get fresh manna every single day. But on the sixth day, does that ring a bell? There was a different instruction. Here's what the Bible says. On the sixth day, they would gather food, and while they, were, while they prepared it, they would be twice as much as usual. So God says on the sixth day, guess what? I want you to go out, and there's going to be twice as much. It's going to be overflow. Somebody say overflow. So there's going to be some overflow on Friday. But this is what I want you to do. This is what the Lord told them. Tomorrow, watch this, y'all, will be a complete, a day of complete rest. Mentally, physically, socially, all of it, the whole package. A holy, here's the first time Sabbath is in the Bible, Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake and boil as much as you want today and set it aside what is left tomorrow. So God says, look, to this special day, I want you to get an overflow of blessing. You're going to prepare it, and it's not going to do what it does every other day of the week. It's actually going to last to the next day. Because I want you to take a complete day. Listen, I want you to experience freedom. Because slaves work every day. Slaves do what somebody else tells them to do. But I'm empowering you to understand that Sabbath is in context of me providing for you and giving you the strength 
and the energy and the resources for you to worship me. So this is what happened. We had some knuckleheads in the camp, right? So some people went out anyway. Now what did God say? I'm going to test them with this. If they can do what? If they can follow instructions. Why? Because he was getting ready to take them from rags to riches. Listen to what I'm saying. They were getting ready to leave as slaves. The Bible says they left with gold, with cattle, with clothes. And they were getting ready to inherit a multi-billion dollar profitable land. That when they arrived, it was already going to be in harvest season. That they didn't even have to sow or plant. And they were going to keep and sell everything that they got when they eventually got there. So they were getting ready to inherit a multi-billion dollar industry. And they were slaves. And God knows you can't inherit a multi-billion dollar industry with slave mentality. Can I just help you real quick? Because some of you want more, and God wants more for you, but he knows you're going to jack it up because your mentality isn't right. He wants to give you more and do more for you, but you're still stuck over here on stupid. Can, can we just say that right there? So, so that's what's happening. So people still went out, and they found no food. And the Lord said to Moses, how long are these people going to refuse to obey my commands? Listen, this is what Moses says. They must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. Who's the Sabbath for? It's for you. It's a gift for you. What's he talking about? This is why he gives a two-day supply on the sixth day, so that there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath, you must, uh, so on the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Somebody say, stay in your place. Do not go out and pick up food on the Sabbath. In other words, don't do what you could have done during the week. There's something special here that God is trying to explain. And remember, I told you, there are some approaches to the Sabbath that are legalistic, that are denominational focused, right? But I'm talking about freedom. I'm talking about freedom. Look what the Bible said. So the people did not gather any food on the Sabbath day. That's Exodus 16. So when God gives the Ten Commandments, because look at this. God had not even given them the Ten Commandments yet. He hadn't even, he haven't even told them yet. The first thing he says, before I even give you my law, before I even give you what you need to run this kingdom, I want to break the Sabbath and make sure it's there. So that's when Exodus 20 says, remember. He says, I've already, this is something that's already been done. This is something that's already in your mind. I just want you to remember what I'm talking about. Freedom means this. You're not slaves anymore. Freedom means you're not in bondage. You're in the boss. You're the boss of you. You're in control of you. Think about this. This is the essence of self-control. That nobody, listen to me, tells you what to do. Your job doesn't tell you, your bills doesn't tell you, your mortgage doesn't tell you, your addictions doesn't tell you, your unhappy, unhealthy habits, you trying to keep up with people doesn't control you. Freedom means I'm not a slave. I get up when I want to get up, I do what I want to do, 
not for my own benefit, but for the Lord. Look what the Bible says. I am the Lord, your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. This is, you know what this is? This is the, this is the, re, uh, the recap or the reintroduction of the Ten Commandments in the book of Deuteronomy. It's found in two places in the Bible. And in this place, God is reminding them, listen, before I explain to you my rules or my ways, my boundaries, I want you to understand something. That I am the one who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Can I ask you a personal question? Have you been rescued yet? Come on, have you been rescued from your past? Have you been rescued from the place of bondage? Do you have freedom that you can say, yes, it's the Lord who has delivered me and nobody else but the Lord? So God says, I want you to observe the Sabbath day by doing what? What does it say? Keeping it holy. Why? Because it's already holy. I don't need you to make it holy. I just want you to keep it holy. I just want you to, to, to just make sure you remember that this is the time it's set up for me. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about freedom. This is a time I've set up. As the Lord your God has commanded you, you have, guess what? Six days of each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest dedicated to who? To the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household must do any work. This includes your sons, your daughters, your male your ma and female servants, your oxen, your donkeys, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you, all your male, servant, uh, male and female servants must rest as you do. If you want to talk about social justice, this is one of the most boldest social justice moves in the Bible. It says you have people working for you, but guess what? On Sabbath, they're not your employees. Because you're free, somebody else is free in your house. Oh, come on. Now, now listen to what I'm saying. Because you got freedom, everybody else has freedom. Some people experienced the Sabbath, and it wasn't freedom. It was pain. Man, I can't stand the Sabbath. My parents going to go to sleep. I can't play video games. I can't, I can't sit here and just wait till the sun goes down. Nobody knew what day the sun went down until Sabbath. It is 517 that Sabbath is over. But look at that, the freedom. The, he's saying, look, listen to this. Listen to when he's declaring this. They haven't even got to the promised land yet. Look, they don't even have servants yet. No, listen what God is saying. God is saying, what I'm getting ready to do for you, I'm getting ready to take you to a place where you get employees. He's declaring it before they even get there. God understands the future. He knows where he wants you to be. What he's saying is, I want you to understand this now before your company is a multi-billion dollar company. Because if you get it now, if God is Lord of your life now, at this stage in your marriage, at this stage in your education, at this stage in your relationship, guess what? When I give you more, you're not going to be tripping and wanting and finding yourself back in Egypt. You see it's social justice. Everybody under you is like, man, I can't. I am so glad it's the Sabbath today. Remember that you were once slaves. Look at that. The memory of what God has done for you is in the context of Sabbath. Remember, you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought you out with a strong hand and a powerful arm. That is why. 
That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. Why? Because you need to remember that you were slaves. The Sabbath is about freedom. Can I say it this way? The Sabbath is a weekly monument of our rags to riches experience. Each week, it's a reminder that I'm not a slave. Each week, it's a reminder that I have freedom. Each week, it is a reminder that the Lord is the one who gives you the ability to gain wealth. And if you start tripping, guess what? You don't want God to start tripping. And he won't trip to punish you. He'll trip to save you. Take stuff away from you. He'll start removing stuff from your life. He'll start giving you chaos to remember that I'm the one who gave you this job. I'm the one that gave you this. So this is what I want to close with. I want to talk about the Sabbath space. I want to talk about the Sabbath space. So check this out. I'm, I'm going to try to illustrate this the best I can. So I was supposed to have some help. I don't know where my helpers went. It's okay. Oh, you're coming. Okay. Okay, come set this up. Set up. Plug this in. And then stretch this out. And this is going to represent... I have to lift that up a little bit. All right. So, we're going to set this up. Okay, I'm going to pull this out. Okay. And the band is ready, all right? So I want, you, I want you to come back to that overflow groove in a minute, all right? So I want to represent something. It's not a perfect, perfect thing, but I think you can get the point, okay? So I want this to represent today the Sabbath space. Somebody say the Sabbath space. Because Sabbath is not just a day. It's a mentality, right? And I want the rest of this stage to represent the rest of the week. I want this to represent how much of your week you have, right? One day, two days, three days, four days, five, I got to move a little faster, huh? Five days, six days, seven day. Now, I, I put this light on here because I, I want I to emphasize this, this holiness, this set-aside day, this day of blessing. Because remember, when God gave it to the people, he blessed them on Friday so they could have more time on Sabbath. It was a special day. It was set aside. So I want to call this the Sabbath space. Because some of you need something real practical, don't you? You need something real practical. I'm going to give you seven practical things on how to get in the Sabbath space. Can you work with me on that? Okay, go ahead and advance the first one. The first one is this. To prepare. Prepare. The first thing you want to do, it's a practical thing. You might want to write this down. Seven things. What you got to do is you have to prepare to get in the Sabbath space. You got to decide not on Saturday morning at 1030. That's not when you, that's not when you prepare. Not, not, even, not even the day before. You start preparing Saturday night. Now, remember, the approach is it's about freedom. So you're saying to yourself, you know what? I'm going to prepare myself 
that when I'm, when I'm at the Sabbath space, it's a party. So when I get to the Sabbath space, I want you guys to hit that groove, right? I, I want to emphasize it. You just start grooving it. So, so I'm going, I, you know, Sunday I'm doing whatever I'm doing, right? I get up, I go to work, right? Somebody gets on my nerves, somebody cuts me off, I'm good. All right, I go through Tuesday, had a meeting, whatever happened, Wednesday, people got mad, whatever, such and such and such. Thursday's coming, right? And I got my eyes on it. I'm getting into space. I'm preparing. I'm setting things aside. Come Friday, guess what? I've already got some things taken care of. Like, I already know I'm going to wear, right? I already know what I'm going to eat. I already got all that stuff taken care of. So then I start hearing the music playing like Friday, right? Like, it's just, it's just low simmering, right? Because like Thursday, I'm like, oh, man, I got two more days to the Sabbath space. And I get a little bit closer, right? It's like Friday. It's like a New Year's countdown, right? And I'm like, then I'm in a space. I'm like, I'm living in the overflow. I'm living in the. Don't, don't bother me, y'all. I'm living in the overflow. I'm living in the overflow. Right? Right? I'm in the Sabbath space. I'm chilling. I'm eating. I'm having a good time. And then Monday comes. That's all right. Woo! I was in the Sabbath space. So you got to prepare. Let's go to the second one. Y'all got to write this down. You're looking at me. I'm telling you, this is going to change your life. Here's number two. You got to celebrate. You got to celebrate. See, if you're free, you can celebrate. See, see, the Sabbath space is a party. See, hit the party, guys. It's, it's a party over here. Right? Like, it, it's a celebrate. It's a time to rejoice in the fact that I'm free. I'm not in bondage. I'm not at the club on Friday night. Like, I'm free. I'm not hungover. I'm not stressed out. Like, I'm good. I'm in the space. So, you got to learn how to celebrate. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to go to the Sabbath space. So, I need to figure out how we're going to set this up. Right? Because it's a part of my preparation. But it's also part of I'm looking forward to it. Because when we get there, we're going to celebrate. Let me give you this one. This is good. Man, you got to write this stuff down. If you, if you want to get in the Sabbath space, right, you got to protect it. You got to protect it. You got to make sure nobody is messing with your Sabbath space. You got to make sure the lights are right. You got to make sure the cake is ready. You got to make sure the food is right. Right? You're going to make sure. Ain't nobody messing with this. So, so now, like some of you, you know, this is not a practice for you. This is not something that you do. And so I don't want you to have a misunderstanding with your employer. But you need to start having an, a conversation with them. If you, if you are employed on this, to say, listen, I got to do the best thing I can do to protect this space. If it means I got to work a double shift on Sunday, if it means, because most people, they out partying, I used to do that all the time. I take everybody's Sunday shift, because I know they don't want to come to work on Sunday. So you want me to take your shift? I got it. Oh, hey, please, take my shift. I can't do it. I can't make it. Seahawks, I can't. I'm sick. <laughs> right? So, so you got to protect that thing. Not just, not just on a calendar, but right here. Got to give your best. Because look, when I, get to the, when I get to the Sabbath space, oh, y'all missed the cue. You don't need an intro, just bust it in. Yeah. When I'm in the Sabbath space, it's a party going on. I know you like the party. Ain't nobody going to mess with me in my party. 
So you got to protect it. Man, the band is good. Okay, let me keep going. Here's the third. Here's the fourth thing you got to do. If you, if you want to get in the Sabbath space, you got to do this. Look, you got to unplug. Unplug. I swear, in like 30 years, everybody's neck's going to be like two inches longer. I'm serious. Everybody's, everybody's neck, when they, when they get born, when a baby's born, he's going to be born like this. Daddy, pick me up. <laughs> Look up, son. I can't. It's a genetic thing. I got that from my parents. Like, I can't, I can't look up. We have to. I, I, they're going to have a cell phone in the womb. The baby's just going to be here like this. Okay, I got two more months. From, oh, I guess I'm supposed to, my schedule says I'm supposed to be kicking now. Was there an app? Can I do a kick app? Can I just text mom? I'm okay. Got to unplug. Like, like why, why, why can't we unplug? Like, I don't get it. Like, just can't turn it off. Just turn it off. Unplug. This, I don't need to know anything about the news. I don't need to know anything about my favorite team. I don't need to just I unplug. I'm good. Nobody's, it's, I'm good. I'm free. I'm free. I'm not a slave. To, to every single news clip that comes. I'm not a slave to every single Facebook thing that pops up. Like, I don't, I'm good. Like, I got seven, I got a whole day to be in the, to be in the Sabbath space. Like, I'll holler at you when I get out. Can you please not die till Sunday? Do me a favor, just don't die until Sunday. Okay, just wait for me to get to with Sabbath. Then I'll be out. Got to unplug. Told you I got seven. Here's the other one. Look at this. Reset. Reset. Listen, the Sabbath is about forgiveness. Mm. See, the Sabbath is about resetting a relationship. Okay, can I help the brothers out? Let me try it this way. The Sabbath is about forgiveness. Because when you're free... When you're the CEO of you, you don't owe anybody anything. And you make the decision that nobody else is going to owe you. Okay. So what you're saying is, you're not bringing grudges into the Sabbath space. You're not bringing unreconciled issues into the Sabbath. Can I help the brothers out? Your, your woman ought to get flowers every single Friday. Okay, listen to me. I'm, I'm trying to help a brother out right here. I'm, I'm telling you. I don't care what you did all week because you were messing up all week, okay? I'm, I just, y'all was messing up. And if you don't have a woman, practice on your mom, okay? Call mama. Listen, every single Friday, I don't care what you did. You know what? Here's about $50. Go get yourself a salad and some lunch over at the, uh. no, I ain't saying, I'm just saying. Go get yourself something at uh, P.F. Chang's. Go get your nails done. And uh, guess what? I'm going to go and clean the house. Y'all not listening to me, man. I'm, I'm trying to help a brother out. Look, just what's up? Just take about three, four hours. You go home with the Fablioso, all right? And you hook the Fablioso and the Windex. You hook it up. You go and have some me time. Because guess what? We got a party to go to this weekend. Y'all not feeling me. Listen, you got to reset that thing. If your kids was on your nerves, guess what? They know, come this time, we're going to make it right. Listen, whatever we didn't talk about, whatever we didn't connect with, because, look, I don't want anything messing with my Sabbath space. 
I, I don't want anything. What was that? Oh, okay, hold on. Yeah, I know. Can, can we just talk about it later? Okay. What? what, what hold on. Why you got to do this to me? And guess what? Your mind is gone. And, and listen, a reset in your relationship is a wonderful thing. Just, just a chance to say, okay, whatever was going on, I just want to let you know I love you and I'm sorry. And look, when we get to the party, I just don't want nothing messing it up. Because I want you to enjoy it. And I want you to surprise it, be surprised by it. Can I, get, can I give you one, two more? I'm almost done. Worship. Look, the Sabbath is a mentality for worship. God says, I'm bringing you out of Egypt so you can worship me. Because you can't worship me in this space like you want to. I want to bring you out of it and make a place for you that's just me and you. It's about worship. It's about unplugging, resetting, and saying, you know what? I'm going to spend this time with God. I'm going to enter this space, and I'm going to spend time with him. And I'm going to ask God, what you up to, God? I'm going to even put on my club voice. What's up? How you doing? You good? I'm good. And I'm enjoying my Sabbath space because it's for God. God says, look, think about it this way. Do you realize this, that God is waiting for you in the Sabbath space? He's like, man, I can't wait to see them. They got a little busy on Monday. They didn't really give me too much time on Tuesday. I know Wednesday was a little rough. Man, they got distracted on Thursday, Thursday night football. I get it. But, okay, we're getting close because Friday, oh, man, Friday's coming. And when Sabbath's come, guess what? I got so much stuff for them I'm going to give them. I got gifts set aside. I've got healing. I've got restoration. And I'm just waiting to give it to you. And sometimes we give God the cold shoulder. Like God is like right here, like knee dropped and everything. Like, surprise. And we on this. Excuse me. Man, God, why you ain't help me out? He's like, yo, I'm right here. I'm right here with it. Like, surprise. And we like this. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Have a good Sabbath. Right? It's about worship. Let me end with the last one. Sorry, I was tricking you right there. Let me end with the last one. It's about service. See, some of you thought this is seven. You're like, well, no, wait, he said it was going to be seven. Where is rest? I don't see rest on the list. Let me tell you why. If you're tired when Sabbath comes, you're still in slavery. Okay, I'm going to take my coat off and say that. Watch this. If you're wasted and you're tired and you have to drag yourself on the Sabbath, you are still in slavery. I'm just telling you. You can be mad at me right now. You don't understand my schedule. Yes, I do. You don't understand what I got to do. Yes, I do. Because you're not in overflow. If you have nothing to give, and this is why, sometimes you don't have anything because your work is not completed. 
Your work's not done. You have not finished the work. And the work is what needs to be done, not just simply what you want. And some of you are in bondage, and you have to work so much, and you have to work a job that you don't want to be at because you think you have to uphold a certain status. And that's not overflow. If you're wasted and you're tired and you have nothing to give God, if you think, if you think God is like, this is Sabbath, woo, and God's like, surprise, and you're like, oh, man, nice party, God. Woo, I'm tired. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh, what was that? Oh, just, yeah, okay. I'm good. Woo, thank you. Thank you, God. Nice party. Whew, I'm going back to work. Because some of you are just as tired after the Sabbath. Just keep it real. It's not recreational. It's not a vacation. It's a, it's a mentality that says, I'm free. And look, you have an opportunity to say, guess what? I know this is God's party, and guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to serve. Y'all not feeling me yet. When, when it's party time, guess what I'm doing? Want some more cake? Want something to drink? Can I move these seats for you? Yeah. Oh, don't move. Don't move. You just, you just enjoy the music. That's right. I got my towel right here. Oh, don't worry about it. I got it. There you go. Nice party. Hey, come on in. Good party. All right, party's over. I got it. Don't even worry about it. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to turn off the light. I got it. All right. Keep playing. Keep playing. This is what happens. Sabbath is over, but the party ain't. Y'all ain't feeling me. Sabbath is over, but the party ain't over. Because I take the party with me. I take the party on Monday. I take the party on Tuesday. Oh, why are you so happy? Oh, I got, I got something to look forward to. I take the party on Wednesday. Party over here. Party over there. I step into Thursday. Oh, man, I got two more days left. Could you stay a little bit extra? Yeah, that's cool. I don't mind staying. Yeah, in my head, I got this going. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's getting ready to be Friday. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's time. Okay, all right. You got your nails done? You good? I'm counting it down. Sun's getting ready to go down. Here it is. Yeah, it's party time. Hold on. Here's your cake. Here's your punch. Here's your drink. Sabbath is over, but it's not over in my heart. Listen, listen, I preached long today, but I want you to understand something. Look, if, if you're stressed, if you're tired, listen, you are not living in overflow. You're just not. And what I want to tell you is that God wants so much better for you. You guys can go ahead. We're going to sing that song. God wants so much more for you. He's like, look, I don't want you to struggle. Listen, it might be better for you to live in a one-bedroom house and ride the bus than for you to live where you're living. Because what God wants you to do is experience overflow. Freedom means we're not slaves anymore. And we still believe in a God who can deliver us 
from the bondage of slavery. We'll still believe in a God who can give us joy when nobody else has joy. When Caesar tweets what he wants to tweet, we can sit back and smile and say, it doesn't matter what he says, because what my God says is, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. The doctor can give you a bad report, and you can say, I understand, doctor, but you don't understand the God that I serve. I've got power. I've got something that keeps me going, and people will look around you and see, what is it about them? Why do they have so much joy why aren't they drinking at the party why aren't you still smoking what happened to you I'll tell you what happened I got in the space now I'll make Jesus the Lord of my life